There it is. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I'm your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. Big day for us. It's our it's our last day, Scott. It's our last day. Did you know that? Uh, well, technically speaking. <laughs> we're going to give the seven people in the audience a heart attack. I know, right? It's our last day, and I'm, I will be repeating this throughout the show um, because I know we have a lot of people coming and going, so... It'll be our last day on the Winners and Winers YouTube channel. From here on out, we will be on where, Scott? Do you know? In the Max Wager Network? Yep, yep, exactly right. We're going to be part of the Max Wagers Network, and we're going to be on the Max Wagers Network social media site. So YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook will all be under the uh, I think actually it's going to still be on the you uh, on the winners and winners Facebook, but I think everything else will just be uh, uh, as normal uh, or, or on the uh, Max Wagers Network. So I'm uh, sorry, I'm doing trying to do two things at once here because I wanted to plug the new lineup. Uh, I'm excited, a lot of great shows that are going to be on the Max Wagers Network. It's not just us and not just Chris, of course, but it's going to start off at noon Eastern time with Midday Money, and that's your host Sean Higgs. And then you all know Allie Burns. She's going to be hosting her show, Morning Wood, from 1 p.m. Eastern to 2 p.m. Eastern. Just Parlays gets bumped back a half an hour, 2 p.m. Eastern, with Jim and Chris. And, of course, our show, we will still be remaining in our spot, 3 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. And then to close it all out, right as uh, the games get ready to go, you've got Game Time Decisions with Nick, Tim, and Lenny. That goes at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Get all your last-minute information on the... uh, uh, you know, up to injury injury information and uh, up to date lines and things like that. So anyway, um, hey, we're getting some pretty positive feedback. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, there's not much more to add there, right? You know what? We are uh, we're along for the ride. That's that's what we're doing, guys. And you know, actually, change is hard. I get it. It's it was hard for us today. We were supposed to be on the new network today, and it. Yeah, Lawrence, I think you're misunderstanding. We're still doing the farm stuff. Yes. Just the name of the channel is changing. Yep, you're going to have to go to a different... The show is going to stay the same. We're, we're just switching up the name of the network, and there might be some logistical stuff, but right. we're still doing the show every day. Still the same lovable duo that you've come to expect every day. We'll still be doing our Bet the Farm plays. Nothing will change except where you, uh, where, where you find where us. Where you find us. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. It's like when uh, Better Call Saul went to Netflix from AMC. It's yeah. the same show. You just got to find it in a different spot. And yes, James, Scott is clean shaven. Absolutely mm-hmm. right. Um, so yeah, we'll still be on YouTube. We'll still be on. We'll still be doing Bet the Farm. So I'm halfway through. What's that? You're halfway through I shaving. Took a haircut, but I took care of the other part. Very good. Very good. All right. So, how'd you do yesterday, bud? You doing any good? Uh, I felt great. You know, my play of the day was voided about ten minutes before uh, tip off because LeBron didn't play. But as a whole. Had some hockey action, worked out well. I actually backed your play today with the Flames. Do that. Well, and besides that, kind of took it easy. Nothing really surprised me too much. Uh, Delaware beating Towson, I found a bit surprising. But, yeah, a lot of great games, a lot of entertaining college basketball, and we got more of that tonight. We do, we do. Um, yeah, I did all right. I hit my hit my, hit my pot, my hockey play. I take, I take about two a year, so uh, we hit the Flames over there. Love that was it spot. A kid system play? No, no, that was a personal play. 
Um, there was just a lot of factors. Of course, the Flames have been playing really well. They were coming back to the Saddle Dome. First time they've had a full house in, a, what, fucking two years. And Edmonton's not very good. So I like the I like the price in reg. We got it at... Uh, and actually, Edmonton money came in, which would totally baffled me. But so, yeah. And then uh, I had um, Dallas took care of business. Had Gonzaga, and they kind of uh, shit the bed there. In the Did you watch that game? I watched the second half. Okay, because I watched part of the first half, and I was actually curious what your potential takeaways were from Gonzaga. Not for them not covering. I just mean in general going into the tournament. Does that look like a team that you think is basically a lock to make the final four? Because right now they're kind of minus one fifteen to make the final four. If you'd have had me, if you'd asked me at halftime, I would have said yes. They absolutely. Saying, did you do you have any takeaways in the second half that you think could be a problem for them? Even yeah, in the actual tournament. It's it's the they stopped being aggressive. They got they got uh, they got Holmgren in foul trouble, and then late in the game with about five minutes left, they got Timmy in foul trouble. And this is not a team that's going to win a lot of high-pressure games without both those guys on the court for the majority of the game. So, I still don't think the guards are very good. Well, again, it was a tale of two halves. They looked fantastic in the first half. Of course, Holmgren looked great in the first half as well. And then they just, uh, yeah, just tripped on their dicks in the second half. So, anyway, and we, you know, we got home on the farm, so that was good. The, uh, the, the Jacks took good care of us. Why did that randomly turn into a sweat, though? Oh, I yeah, I don't know. They had like fifty-five in the first half. Yeah, I know. And they ended up with eighty-three. Yep. They really just took their entire foot off the gas. In and the they, second well, half. they win by what 30, 28, whatever they won by. I know. I think they won by twenty-three. Wasn't South Dakota still in the fifties? They scored sixty. Did they get there. to sixty? Okay. They got to sixty. All right. So um, yeah, there you go, guys. So we're gonna have a uh, still gonna be fun, and we uh, it, you know, they're good people. Everybody I've liked from everybody I've met from there, I've liked. We worked with Lenny. We worked. Um, you know, of course, with Allie and just pe- people that I've talked to in the uh, in the uh, emails and stuff, they all seem to be good folks. So everybody just I'll give you a chance. Reserve. To I'm going to. We're going to be. Is it going to be tomorrow's show? I guess because we're taping tonight. Is that the deal? Uh, yeah. It must so be because we're going to be talking about t- tonight for tomorrow morning. I want to tomorrow's say. morning games. We're right. So we will be on with Allie, me, you, and Chris. It's the NASCAR crew. We're going to be on there with her show, Morning Wood at 1 p.m. Eastern time. So it'll be fun. We're going to we're going to do totals on three three random pretty much random games. We've we've had the game sent to us. We don't want to spoil too much, but uh yeah, we'll uh we'll, we'll have some fun and make sure and check us out there uh tomorrow on Allie's show. Uh okay. So let's uh let's get, you know, let's let's do a couple games here up top and then, and then we'll talk about yesterday's action. Bruce checking by wants to know about uh, UTSA South Dakota State and Utah Valley. Two of those games Scott and I disagree on. We talked about him for Bet the Farm. I like South Dakota State. I like Utah Valley. He likes randomly North Dakota State to win outright. Is that correct? For the record, by the way, I'm rooting for South Dakota State because I think that team's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. But in a mid-major tournament where you have to randomly win the conference tournament, even though you should clearly be the team's representative in the conference, I've seen weirder things happen in these mid-major So you're not capping it by the game itself, per se. You're just capping it via the mid-major chaos theory. Well, the game itself also has to do with the fact that North Dakota State did hang around with this team in the regular season. So it wasn't like South Dakota State killed them. But North Dakota State looked really good yesterday against Oral Roberts. They don't guard anybody. I was a bit concerned with South Dakota State in the second half. I know that they, they were coasting. 
they shot like 65% in the first half. Right. It doesn't exactly seem sustainable to me. I think North Dakota State can actually score enough to hang around. The under money confuses me. I think you'll see a decent amount of points in this game. I don't really know why the totals dipped, but I do think the spread is a little bit too large for a neutral in a conference title game with North Dakota State with North Dakota State being pretty good. What's the number on that? Last number, uh, the last number you the see. Total or you want the rotation number? No, no, no. The the total. What do you got? I see one fifty flat, which seems a little bit low to me. Yeah. Okay. Kind of with you there. Um, David Goodson, he's got BC on the money line. That looks good right now. Uh, I'm saying if you want to take a hot take for an underdog, I think North Dakota State at that price, decent value. Once again, I'm kind of hoping they lose Yeah. because I actually like seeing new teams, not North Dakota State, win the conference. But I don't know. I feel like that's a decent spot for North Dakota State. Uh, UTSA over Southern Miss. I hate this fucking Southern Miss team. Go to a meeting. Uh, no. Like ASAP. Give me UTSA. Go to a meeting. No, that's easy. Give me UTSA minus the points. I think they're just going to take the under. Oh, no. I wouldn't. With that Southern Miss defense, are you kidding me? That's the point. But the pace, I I don't know. know. UTSA is atrocious, too. It's really a battle of both teams are awful at offense. But on the good news, both teams also suck at defense. So pick whatever you want. But, oh, God. It's so bad. Uh, You seem really thrilled. Yeah, I'm really not about this game. Well, it's a, it's a go to a meeting game. That's all I got to say. Fair enough. Uh, somebody asking about Clemson. Uh, where the hell is that? You see it? What you say, Clemson? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, there Clemson it is. It's, a, it's a, up, up, up at the top. Sorry. Uh, I want nothing to do with this North Carolina State team. Seven I was going to say it's either Clemson or Pat. Seven and, tw- uh, and twenty four against the number. No sir. No sir. North Dakota. Uh, not North Dakota. Sorry, uh, North Carolina. State has been awful this mm-hmm. season from pretty much top to bottom. Yep. And at no point have they come close to even looking decent at any point. Clemson might not be a great team. They were still 16 and 15. Yeah. So they were still, I'd say, good more often than not. They beat the teams they, they were supposed to beat. Conference play, though. Yep. They beat the teams they were supposed to beat. I, I yep. Clemson or pass. <laughs> David Good said UTSA dribbles like the one-armed man in the fugitive. <laughs> it's one of those things where if yeah. you've looked at the conference tournament so far, it might just be selective recall, but I've noticed more unders than overs. Have you noticed the same thing? Well, we talked about that a little bit with the Missouri Valley Conference. And uh it's a it's a couple of factors. First of all, with the Missouri Valley, you go they go and they and they shoot in that barn in St. Louis. The Missouri they, Valley is they, just a separate caliber that, automatic under. Automatic, it's just an automatic uh, under. Automatic unders. But um, but you're right. Some of the well, some of, even the campus sites have tended to skew under, and I think I think they're playing tighter, Scott. And I think the uh, officials and you even tweeted about this. I think they're letting them play a little bit. They not, are not cause many fouls. I do think that the one time they should have let them play was that debatable charge call in the Charleston game yesterday yeah. against Wilmington. It wasn't a great call, but to be honest, that's a charge in college basketball pretty much every single day, even though I think the charge calls in college are fundamentally broken. So I don't think it was a good charge call based on how, the, based on how it should be officiated, but the entire season, that's a charge, right? Yep, agreed. So I'm not surprised they made the call. I just wish they let them play. So- uh, Johnny, no, we're actually not related. We just ha- happen <laughs> to have the same first name. 
<laughs> Scott Jr. Uh, my son does step by here every once in a while. Sometimes sometimes he lurks and sometimes he actually comments. We need some hockey plays every now and then. Yeah, we right? do. Uh, 1777 memorabilia agrees with you on North Dakota State. I think it's going to be dramatic. I disagree. So we'll see. David Good talking Johnny's about Johnny's asking if we're good. Uh, the answer is I always win. You just have to know when to back me and when to fade me. Nice. Nice. There you go. I don't, hey. know, if that's, I don't know if that's on a t-shirt or not, but it should be. It should be. All right, let's talk about yesterday's action, man. Let's find out uh, the good news, the bad news, the winners, the whiners, the people that took it in the shorts, the people that took it to the bank. Let's get cracking on the Tuesday edition of Call the Cops. All right, very good. Let's uh, get it rolling and uh, take a look in uh, the NCAA. No surprise right there. No, we'll we'll start with the NBA. We'll talk about the Timberwolves. Minus oh sorry uh, scroll up one more there we go hey how about hockey hockey avalanche minus one and a half against the Islanders they led by four four goals with less than nine minutes left in the third period fun fact by the way my friend was at the game he live bet the Avalanche minus one and a half going into the third period at like plus two twenty that is a fun fact <laughs> well we'll dedicate this to your friend. Uh, Islanders scored three in the final eight minutes and two seconds. Avalanche ended up winning by one. Couldn't score one more lousy goal to get there. Oof, no shorthanded goals. Nothing! Avalanche wins by one. You had the puck line there. Oof, call the cops. Islanders also pulled the goalie down two, and not only did the Avalanche not score the empty netter, but they gave up a goal with the extra man. Actually actually worked, worked huh? There you go. Yeah. But looking at hockey once again, if you had the Maple Leafs minus one and a half against the Blue Jackets, they light a three to nothing after the first period. Then Columbus came back, but Toronto still led by two goals with less than a minute to go. The Blue Jackets pull the goalie and score a meaningless goal in the forty with uh, forty eight seconds left. Maple Leafs won five to four. You didn't even do air quotes for meaningless because I didn't even do it on the no. sheet. It has quotes on it, but you didn't do yeah. the air quotes so. It was more just for emphasis. Well, that's not parent. Okay. Oh, Ninja, we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about that Wolston trade. Don't worry. Oh we're yeah. Talk about it. Let's get to it. Um, finally, this might have been the worst beat of the night. If you had Trey Young over two and a half three pointers, you laid a little bit of juice, which makes it even worse. Probably minus one forty, minus one fifty. He comes out strong. He hits two in the first three minutes. You're like, fuck! It's rocking chair time. Let's just end this in the first quarter. And you know uh, Trey Young's going to take at least like seven of these, right? Like minimum. Well, he took. You know f- he's going to chuck. It. He took five more over the next fifty minutes. Scott, you want to guess how many he made? Uh, zero. Yeah, he made none. He made none of those shots. That, of course, it's on to call the cops. So that's the right answer. If you had over two and a half three pointers, you had to fucking sweat it for forty-five minutes, and he didn't get there. Sorry, guys. Time to well, call no, the cops. it wasn't even forty-five. Oh, well, they went to fifty. They went to overtime. Went to didn't overtime. They? That's right. They still didn't get it in overtime. You have an extra five. In fact, the game ended because Trey Young bricked the three-pointer at the end of overtime. So he was really shooting it from the beginning to the end, but he went over for about a 48-minute stretch, and you absolutely got destroyed if you had the over two and a half. Oofta. Oofta. All right, well, there was some good news out there, and uh, hopefully this was where you found yourself. You were not a whiner. You were a winner yesterday, and not just a winner, but a nice, easy winner because you were sitting in the rocking chair. 
So the first one, if you had the Timberwolves, minus 14.5 against the Trailblazers. You heard Simons was out for Portland, and you knew the game was over before it started. Minnesota led by 27 at the half, and they won by a casual 43 points. Jesus. <laughs> well, we know Portland's awful now, but Simons really is the only player worth a damn on the active roster. Once he was ruled out, it was real. They just should have left the arena. They shouldn't have even bothered, and they got killed by 43. Yep, absolutely correct. And uh, we'll take a look here at the game that uh, you and I bet on, Scott. This isn't that we didn't have this side, but uh, if you had South Dakota State minus the nine over South Dakota, they led by 25 at halftime. And they came out and kicked rocks a little bit in the second half, but uh, still never got close. The only thing that got close was the total for no reason, like you said. Uh, they end up winning by 23, so congratulations there. And the last one was actually a side that we both liked. It was Wright State plus one against Cleveland State, led by 10 at the half, and they won by 15. Yep, yep, very good. So we do have to talk about this, and then we'll talk about the Wilson trade because I know that's what's on everybody's mind right now. So we'll we'll yak about that here in just a second. But we have to talk about this, Scott. This was a uh, this was a fantastic shot. It's one of those one of those moments that you just you wait for in uh, conference tournaments, and of course in the big dance. And we got one on a on Monday of the uh, first the first day of the real week of conference tournaments. Let's find out who it was. I bet you can guess as we reveal today's gambling hero. Very good. Scott, tell us what happened, would you? So, we got to go to the SoCon, SoCon and a matchup between Chattanooga and Furman. And that game was pretty crazy because Furman hit a game-tying three-pointer with about five seconds left in regulation. Game went to overtime. Furman did not miss a shot in the entire overtime period. And yet, Chattanooga trailed with... About three seconds left on an inbound pass underneath their own basket. Chattanooga guard David... Uh, uh, Jean-Baptiste. Jean yeah, Jean-Baptiste. Dribbled to about half court, a little bit inside from 40 feet out or so, and drilled a game-winning buzzer-beater three-pointer to send his team to the tournament. On top of that, the spread in this game was, well, pretty close. And... Uh, yeah, Chattanooga ended up winning the game, and the money line was, I want to say, minus 120, minus 130 or so. But what a shot by the kid. Yeah, and it's it wasn't like, right there, and they it? played good defense. They defended the inbounds pass well. They defended they defended Baptiste as he as he came up court and crossed the and crossed half court. Really had two guys on him playing solid defense. It wasn't like he had a wide open look at it, but he certainly they also nailed had it. a timeout for the record that they could have used. That's true. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Of course, yeah, you really don't want to use a timeout under three seconds. Especially, you, I still think that's a really dumb rule in college. You should be able to advance Can't advance it. Court. Yeah, agreed. I, I just think you should. It just makes the game more exciting. But yep. it's from the absolute parking lot with two guys in front of him, and he hit a bomb curry shot. And yep. that was, even if they lose in the first round of the tournament, that's an all-time great moment for the program, and I'm sure that'll be his, would you say, biggest moment of his playing career? I would think so. I, would I don't think know how you're going to beat that. Um, it reminded me a little bit of the North Carolina State shot. That, uh, you mean the, the Charles one? Yeah. Yep. Okay. That, except, obviously, it was about the same. It was around the same spot. Oh, the hit, oh 
Yeah, but you have to remember that that was off of an air ball, and that was a putback dunk. I understand. I understand. I'm just saying it was about the same location on the floor is where that shot came yeah. from. It reminded me a bit of the Arkansas shot. The yeah. half-court shot where the guy's not even looking at the hoop and he just chucks it up there, but... You see, you Furman see. didn't. I'm going to repeat that though. Furman did not miss a shot in the entire overtime, and yeah. they still lost the game. SVP had a graphic up, and you actually tweeted it to me or sent it to me. I, I'd seen it because I watched the first part of SVP's show. But I think what nine teams had done that not missed a shot, not missed a shot in overtime. This that was from 2013 onward. First, so I don't know about previously. First time any of them's lost. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy stuff. All right, so here it is. If you guys uh, haven't been paying attention, if you've been doing some honeydews or hanging out with the the family or whatever, maybe you didn't hear the news today. Denver, my God, they finally got their sloppy second, Scott. They finally got a, a retread quarterback to take over for Drew Locke. They got Russell Wilson from Seattle. All they had to do was send Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, two firsts, two seconds, and a fifth. And that's it. Uh, Wilson came with a fourth round pick as well. How do you like to be making that deal? And you're, you're Seattle, you're like, mm, we're not quite there yet. All right, what about a fifth round pick? Sold. Let's do it. Got me. That's the that's. So for, I would have done it for a seventh round pick. Like they're just celebrating with the champagne. The so, thing is, I don't really know how to truly evaluate in terms of winners and losers because I'm not sure if Wilson's bad year last year was solely because of injury or because of the fact that he might just be showing signs of regression. But people on Twitter, of course, are automatically proclaiming that Denver's the winner in this trade. They got themselves a great quarterback. Now they can make some damage or, you know, do some damage in the AFC. I don't think Seattle got that bad of a deal, did they? I mean, two first-round picks, a pretty good tight no, end. No, no. Two seconds and a fifth? Yeah, no. That, that's a pretty good haul for a guy who didn't really want to be there congratulations Denver you've now moved up from the worst quarterback in the AFC West to the th second worst quarterback in the AFC West do you think Herbert's already better than Wilson yes at this point? yes I do okay. I do at this okay. point um we'll see um to me I mean Seattle's gonna be screwed for years but the truth is when you trade two first for Jamal Adams and he turns out to not be very good you're behind the eight ball anyway yep so I don't blame Seattle for trying to blow it up and kind of start over. But people thinking that Seattle got robbed in this trade, I just think are wrong. I, I think Seattle got a pretty good haul. Oh, yeah. I don't know what more you want for a franchise quarterback that you're trading away besides five draft picks and a pretty good tight end mixed in there. That seems like a pretty decent compensation for the Seahawks. Well, you and I talked about that the other day, and I said I said Rodgers was worth at least two firsts and a second and a, and a, and a starter. And you, you yeah. scoffed at me. You said, there's no way Rodgers are worth that. Well, may I present Russell Wilson? Two firsts, two seconds. Uh, I, I, thought, starting... I thought Rodgers would go for three. What's that? I thought Rodgers would potentially go for three first-round picks. No. It's not. It's... But then again, the age difference is noticeable there, too. But that was kind of how I also reacted to the Denver news. It's like they were waiting to see if Green Bay would blink. They didn't. And then they immediately were just all in on Wilson because they were running out of options. Yep. So. Given, uh, and then you can talk about that part of it too. Is Rodgers worth four, $50 million a year for four years? Of course, in the NFL, it's not like baseball. That four years, that doesn't mean shit. 
if well, he if he the, plays two years yeah. and gets hurt or plays one year and wants to he, he's done. They, they you don't There's get the rest of it. Other things to factor in though. One thing that's been going under the radar is the fact that the salary cap is supposed to go up by about twenty million dollars. Uh, I think twenty twenty five or twenty seven. The last that I saw that factors in. Yeah. So you're going to be more likely to give up that amount of money when you have more money to spend on your overall team. So that just kind of checks itself out. But what's your alternative if you're Green Bay? You're going to trust Jordan Love. I think that's the main takeaway from this Rodgers thing is that they really screwed up taking Jordan Love because by the time... You pit, first of all, you pissed off Rodgers. Well, I, I'm saying, but you wasted a first-round pick to piss off Rodgers. You're going to take an any backup quarterback, and that might have done the job in like the second round. Sure. But the argument that I'm making is that by the time that Rodgers officially retires, Love's probably going to be a free agent, and he's going to play for a different team. Right? Yeah, that's he's on his third season, fourth season of the rookie. Correct, game. but I'm saying by the time this new Rodgers contract expires, you're oh, not he'll be pay love. Well, he's only on a, while you're paying Rodgers fifty million dollars. He's going to be he's going to be done with his rookie deal and half Rodgers halfway through there. The most he has yeah. left on his rookie deal is two more years, and this might be. Point, you're not going to keep him after the rookie deal while you're paying Rodgers fifty million dollars. That's absurd. James Mounts brings up a good question: How good is the Denver O line? We're gonna find out. They're they're not they're they're not great. They're better than Seattle's? Does that count? Yeah. Well, no, not really. No, they're both they're both I'd say below average, but not holy crap, they're terrible. Right. Oh, Bronco Devil checking in. Look at that's I that's the guy I wanted to talk to. He says it's Christmas, it's opening day, it's March Madness, and it's the Super Bowl. Um, I'm gonna. Well, I feel like I already know is this Bronco is this Jeopardy? What what are four things the Broncos aren't gonna participate in? I feel like I got to ask Bronco this because, of course, he's the biggest fan in here of Denver. Of course, you're happy about the trade because Wilson's the best quarterback you've had since Peyton Manning. However, my question for you, Bronco Devil, do you think they gave up too much? Yeah. They gave up Noah Font, gave up two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, and they threw in Drew Locke just for fun, which is addition by subtraction. But still, do you think that's too many draft picks? Happiest guy this side of Bronco Devil, Albert O. Tied I think, the, most in, tied in for I think the person who hates this trade the most is Derek Carr. He ended up being the worst quarterback in the division somehow. Yep, yep, that's what I said. The, the Broncos are now have the, the third best quarterback in the AFC yeah. West. When right, Denver I, gets, I think Elway's keeping his job pretty safely. I, I, I think uh, he failed upward again. He got promoted again a year ago, didn't he? I disagree. I disagree. Really? You think he's just done? Yes. I th- okay. You can't. That's just. How, you know how, many, how many quarterbacks have Denver had since Elway retired? Any idea? Uh, since uh, Manning retired? Any idea? Uh, it's a lot. It's 11. You had the Osweiler era. You had the Bridgewaters. You had. I'll, I'll save you. you. It's, it's 11. Okay. It's, it's 11, buddy. Uh, Bronco Devil says no. Did not give up too much. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Uh, Brad Hunt get, getting Wilson as possible to get most dollars uh, for from that sale. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Your, your team becomes more valuable with Russell Wilson jacks up that price. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So, so you might be able to pay his salary with the, with yeah, the, Bronco, with the charge. He, he got promoted upward where he's more behind the scenes and he's more, I don't know if he's less involved, but what is he now again? He's like president of, is it football operation? I thought he was, I thought he had, was downgraded. I thought he was. I thought like, he got upgraded. Uh, well, maybe Bronco can tell us. Yeah, really. but I'm pretty sure it's more of a figurehead position at this point. Yeah, that's he's on his he's on his way out. Let him, he's got yeah. fucking fifteen car dealerships or whatever. Let him go run. I still those. don't know why Denver didn't try this sooner. I mean, not just for Wilson, of course, but I mean in general, 
where the only good quarterback you've had since arguably Jay Cutler, and that's a question mark, was you getting Peyton Manning. So I figured at some point, Denver would just overtrade for somebody within the last five years. Yep. They did it now. Oh, they were ready to do it. They would have done it sooner. They were ready to do it. They were ready to do it for Rodgers last year. Yeah. Yep. Um, You're not allowed to pick a quarterback anymore. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did Paxton Lynch ever start for Denver? Pax- was he one of the eleven? Oh yeah, absolutely. He was one of the eleven. I'm yeah. not sure if he started or not. You don't you don't know what it's been like with Locke and Bridgewater. You're talking to a Chiefs fan, dude. You're talking to a Jets. Like you're talking about you're a guy you're who watches to- Missouri play college football. He knows <laughs> all about Drew Locke. Right, right. And in high school, I saw I saw him three years in high school. So yeah, dude, I've seen Drew Locke. Um, and you're talking Denver's you're, better than the Chargers. Do I think Denver is better than the Chargers? I still think Kansas City is the team to beat. Yes. In the division. Yes. And we know that the Raiders are last because, to be honest, I don't want to say it was a fluky playoff run, but a lot of things kind of had to go well. And defense. you got to fix the defense. I think Denver is better than Los Angeles right now solely because that Chargers run defense is so atrocious that I just think that there's only one way they can win games. Denver's defense is actually decent. Very good. So I, I think Denver's probably the second best team in the division. Summer Sweat says Russ makes the Broncos an instant contender. I don't know what that means. Contender for the Super Bowl? No. Contender for the AFC West? Maybe. I think it depends on what more they do for the defense because there are some rumors that Von Miller might want to come back. Maybe. Okay. Because he's a free agent. If Von Miller comes back, we can talk about it. Wilson, right now, I think that Wilson's kind of in a similar situation that he was in with Seattle, where his team is good enough to go win what 11, 12 games potentially, especially with a 17 game season, maybe, and then lose in a road playoff game at some point. That seems to be kind of the same boat, isn't it? I think so. Um, we'll that's, see. that's at least what I'm looking at right now. We'll I see. I view Denver as being probably the third best team in the AFC, give or take. Behind Buffalo and Kansas City, do you think they're better than? I, Cincinnati? I still you think, think Buffalo is better. Are they better than Cincinnati? I tend to think so. We'll see how Cincinnati addresses the offensive line, but I mean they got by with Eli Apple as their best corner for a decent portion of the season. I do think their run was a bit fluky. True. Um, Bronco pointing out that uh, Osweiler was taken ahead of Russell Wilson. Uh, I forgot about Osweiler too. Uh, did I mention Osweiler? I, I think I did mention. I don't know, dude. There was a there was so many. Um, I was trying to see because I know that uh, I know that well, the quarterback thing is cheating because you also have um, what the hell was his name? Was it Hinkle, the wide receiver that played the one game? Yeah, it was yeah. Hinkle. I think that technically counts as a quarterback. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, the guy that was on the practice squad that when everybody was uh, hurt. Okay, so there was a uh, a number of quarterbacks taken in front of. Uh, Andrew Luck, uh, I mean, uh, I mean Russell Wilson that year. Andrew Luck was one of them. Robert Griffin, of course, the third. Uh, Tannehill. I'm still, still ashamed what happened to Griffin. Mm-hmm. It would have been really good if he didn't get injured. They blasted him. They 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 put they went all in on his health for one season of the playoffs. Well, they used him when he was injured against Seattle, and his knee gave out. Yep, yep, absolutely correct. So, uh, yeah, Brock Osweiler went the uh, went the second round as well. So you know what we'll see. I wish Bronco Devil and the Denver Broncos, uh, Rotsa Rock, 
and uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens. I was at I told you I was at that Chiefs game where they played Seattle when Russell Wilson went nuts in preseason. They went, holy shit, we might have an actual quarterback here. I've seen some conspiracies that Seattle might flip some of these picks for Deshaun Watson. No, oh, for fuck's so sake. So I've seen a lot of conspiracy circle circling because apparently Seattle's not willing to fully admit a tank. You think, I think they should. You think woke central in the Pacific Northwest is going to bring in? I didn't say what they're going to do. No. I said I heard rumors about it because apparently the front office has not fully admitted that they're going to tank. So some people are connecting some dots. Yep. Um, with the Bronco uh, Devil says Osweiler went to ASU. Elway's kid went there. Went Jack Elway, right? Good quarterback, decent quarterback. Um, who are you, you know, kidding? Also with? went to Arizona State. With the luck wish, and yeah, no kidding. What's that? You know, also went to Arizona State. Um, no, who? I was gonna say uh, Daniels, the guy who just transferred because he's not very good at throwing a football. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that. Um, okay, so there's another piece of news, not nearly as big as this, but kind of funny in a way, kind of sad. It's uh, up in your neck of the woods with the. Uh, By the way, memorabilia. I don't see that. I don't see Seattle trading inside their own division for Garoppolo. I don't see that happening. Hmm. That seems like unless it's a really good offer by Seattle. Yep, yep. Uh, heard they like Malik uh, or uh, Malik Willis. I think he's good, but you have a rookie there. So, do you want to throw him under the fire on that offensive line? Are you? Are they just? Are they going to plug Lock in? That's what I'm saying. I mean, if they're if they're not, why don't you? I mean, obviously they have plans to use Lock. Why do you? Why do you trade for your quarterback? You know, you don't want. You know, if you if you don't think they have some value, you don't want him in a trade. You're going to take a you know a fucking linebacker or there are some rumors back or something. once again as I said before that Seattle might remain active in free agency and with trades to maybe find a quarterback. I think that Locke's going to be a backup plan. Maybe they just realize that Geno Smith is a complete lost cause, so Locke might be an upgrade over him as a backup. I said might. I don't even know if he is, but Seattle should tank. I mean, I don't know how they're supposed to be competitive with their current quarterback situation, but the last thing they should do is throw a raw quarterback prospect like Willis behind that offensive line and expect him to float. He's going to get killed back there, right? Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I think you need a a gap quarterback, a gap-year quarterback, who's going to be okay for maybe a year, and then you turn it over to a young guy you draft – Kind of like a Fitzpatrick in a way. I know he's still under contract with Washington, but one of those guys, a yep. stopgap for a year, you admit you're going to be terrible, then be decent the year after. That's what I would do. Agreed. Agreed. Brandon Kubas, I agree. I'm ready for football. I'm ready for USFL. We'll see. I mean, it's not it's not the football we want, but it's the football we got. Uh, John Doe asking about Golden State tonight. No. No, not for me. I don't know why they're laying this many points. I, I, I've said this before. I want to see them do something. They haven't. They've been awful. They've been awful pretty much since the All Star break, roughly. Um, yeah. You know, they well, Dr- when, when Draymond got in, yeah, they kind of went into free fall. They've they've won one of their last eight, covered two of their last whatever the fuck. I can't even hardly count. Did, did that you mention high. who they beat as the one win that they've had? Uh, they beat Portland. Congratulations. Uh, yes, uh, the team that lost by forty three points yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Portland. Yep. Way to go. It was a, it was a nice 40, 37 point win over Portland, but they've, they've covered the, the numbers. Just beat them. Yeah, they did. The, the, and they, and they've covered the number just uh, twice in thir- in 13 games. No, no, I'm not getting in front of that till they show me something. This Clippers team 
Uh, it was won five of their last six. And... They got buried by the Knicks last game, yep. which I actually am kind of encouraged by for this spot because it seems like that Knicks game was just a complete look ahead. Yep, keeps that But I do down. think with Ty Lue as a coach, who's a relatively, we can agree whether you like him or not, he's a no-nonsense coach. Yep. He's willing to call out players. He's willing to make sure he has the best effort from his players. It's. I think it's a pretty good bounce-back spot for the Clippers to get embarrassed by the Knicks and then to come back and look pretty sharp against Golden State. So I think it's Clippers or pass. I'm asking about Phoenix and Orlando. I, but I, by the way, I agree with that. I, yeah, I'm, I'm no desire until Golden State does something. And Draymond's it, this, coming back most likely against the Wizards. So I'll wait until he comes back and I'll reassess. But right now, there's no way I can lay points with this team. Uh, what about this Phoenix team that's uh, failed to cover in four of their last five? They're only two and three in their last five straight up. They had a you know nice like eight game winning streak before that, but uh, players died. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You've got you've got some real injury problems on that team. You've got Devin Booker out, Chris Paul out, Cameron Johnson's out tonight. Uh, of course, Scott, how do they do it without Frank the Tank? Uh, Frank's been out since November. Poor bastard. Um. So yeah, I want. Uh, I'm going to pass per- personally, but it's Orlando or pass for me. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but yeah. I'm kind of torn because I faded Phoenix on Sunday. I had Milwaukee minus the points. They somehow covered. I'm not really sure how they covered that game, but Phoenix actually looked really good for a team missing its best couple of players against the defending champions. It might just be the way Phoenix operates with Monty Williams. But it really seems like whichever players they plug in, they just don't really lose that much, Yep. at least in terms of production. Of course, they're going to lose to some some games they shouldn't. They needed a buzzer beater against the Knicks. But that line does look kind of trappy in a way, where Orlando looks a little bit too easy with all the injuries Phoenix is dealing with, and yet Phoenix is still laying this amount of points. It's kind of an okey-doke spot. I do agree with you, though. I got to pick the healthier team getting points here. Right. But At the home. line does seem a bit trappy, doesn't it? Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Cavaliers minus three at the Pacers. <laughs> no Jared Allen, of course, because he broke a finger. Right. He's out indefinitely. Yep, yep. Um, trying to see how healthy Indiana is. Not bad. I think I'm just blindly taking Cleveland anyway. Yeah. I I immediately wrote off this Pacers team when I backed them twice in like the first I think it was two months of the season. Yeah. And they lost to a Milwaukee team with like no Giannis, no Middleton. I'm like, what is this? And they just lost outright. And I realized this team just actually sucks. And there's nothing to like about this team. You have Halliburton, who is a good point guard, Buddy Heald, who's a streaky three point shooter, but they got us a bonus. Turner has been injured for most of the year and you look at the actual injury report, he's still injured. Shocker. But I'm going with Cleveland, because even with Jared Allen and Levert out, they still have Garland, they still have Mobley, they got marketing who's pretty good, and Kevin Love's been pretty good off the bench. I still think Cleveland has enough actual firepower, and unlike Indiana, they actually play some form of defense. Yep, absolutely true. All right, quick reminder here, guys. We're about uh, we're coming down the home stretch. I wanted to remind everybody that from here on out, we will be on the Max Wagers Network. We're all we have uh, merged. We've joined up with winners with picks and parlays. 
We're now part of the Max Wagers Network, which means you have to go to the Max Wagers YouTube channel to find the show from here going on. We'll be there starting tomorrow. So if you're if you're by your computer, if you have the opportunity, just open up another tab with YouTube, go to Max Wagers and subscribe, and that way you'll get the notifications whenever we go live. So I'm assuming that Winners and Winners Twitter or my personal Twitter will make a post about it so yes just look out for that too yes correct yeah we'll put we'll put links if you don't follow scott and i number one you should and number two we'll put links in there uh and the winners and winners twitter site as well so you should follow me i'm ranting to myself out there he is he he rants i would what do you put 10 or 15 rants up a day uh i'd say somewhere between five and ten okay I give you the, I give you the pity likes every once in a while. So yeah, I appreciate it. I have number uh, Chris Lyons talk about Utah Valley State. Um, do, 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 do. I lost. Oh, uh, last game went uh, went to oh went to one eighty two. Lions one thirty eight. Want to know about the total in Utah Valley State? Uh, like I said, we talked about that game briefly. Scott, you want to uh, you want to weigh in on on uh, what are they? What is Utah Valley State? You know. Well, if I was going to take a total in that one, I would take the team total over, because why would I ever expect Chicago State to do anything? Yeah, that's I can't. You can't really count on the Wolverines. That's right, they're the Wolverines. I forgot. But this is a uh, again, Chicago State just can't shoot at all. Yeah. Just, so if you're gonna if the game's gonna go over, and I know you mentioned the total being one eighty two, mm. I believe last time out, Chris one eighty. It hit one. It landed one eighty eight. Went sixty points over, dude. Okay, but the point I'm trying to say is that if you're expecting it to go over, Utah Valley is doing most of the heavy lifting. Yeah, in that game, Chicago State shot 54% from the from from the field and 45% from downtown. Uh, Utah Valley State shot 72.7% from beyond the arc and 69.1 from the field. They scored 101 points on just 55 shots. Okay, so take the 101. And 17 and, and 19, 17 and 19 from the line, by the way. I'm saying the total's in the 130s. So you're looking at some even some obvious regression because they're not going to shoot that well again on 55 shot attempts. Team total over. The, yeah, team total over. Yep. They should still reach 80 with relative ease. Mm -hmm. Is that a fair statement? So I'm yeah. just going to go with the team total over. There. Yeah, we talked we talked about this play. We talked about this as it was uh, it was in the in the running for farm. Um, yeah. but there were just look just too much regression coming on that total. They out they out rebounded Chicago State thirty three to fifteen. Fuck, how do you pull down fifteen rebounds in a forty minute game? That well, is... you pull down fifteen rebounds because one team shoots seventy plus percent. Well, that's good. Yeah, because there's only because I mean, there's only forty eight rebounds to grab. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good point. So, uh, yeah, it's for me. I'm I'm all I'm all about Utah Valley State. You were less convinced of their ability to cover the number. I, yeah, on the side, I was a bit of a question mark, right. but I do like the team total. Yep, team total. Uh, as far as Chris, as far as playing the the regular over, uh, what's I think it's over or pass. But it has to be. Is why, if why would you want to inherit Chicago State's awful offense for a total when you can just rely on Utah State by Utah Valley State by themselves? I get the logic. It's one thirty two and a half. You figure Utah Valley State steps off the bus and puts up eighty. So now you need fifty. Now you need fifty-three from fucking Chicago State to get it done. Yeah, but what's the, what's the team total though for Utah Vet for Utah Valley? Well, uh, let's see. So you got uh, basically 60, 66 and a half, sixty-six and a half. So about about seventy-three, give or take. So if you think that Utah Valley is going to walk in yeah. off the bus Shoot. with eighty, then yep. just take them to score over seventy-three and a half. Agreed. 
Agreed. All right. All right, let's get a roll in here, bud. Let's uh let's let's do the thing that the, let's do that thing that everybody stops by to see. Once again, you can catch us from here on out on the Max Wagers Network, and that's going to be across all platforms. If you watch us on Facebook, go to their Facebook page. Now, that's the one thing that we may still be on the Winners and Winners because they may not have a Facebook, so we may be able to get us on Winners and Winners Facebook. But as far as the other platforms, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, it'll all be Max Wagers starting tomorrow. So please get over there and subscribe. Click the bell. You know the drill. So. Okay, here we go. Scott, um, it is time. It is Tuesday. It's the second day of the second season of our show, and it is time to put on our overalls, climb aboard the John Deere tractor, get out your keys with the lucky rabbit's foot, and fire that bad boy up. Because once again, we hear from the cash cow that it is time to bet the farm. All right, very good, Scott. I know we... Had a bet the farm play yesterday on the Jacks. How'd that go? We had the team total over 80 and a half, and they scored 83. Cue to banjos! Yeehaw! Yeehaw. All right, we're going to make a play today on a team that we hope it's not their last game because they've been very, very good to us so far this season. Uh, This is a team... Title game. It is for the title. That's right. It's for it's for the it's for the championship there in the uh, what what's what's the conference? It's the CAA. The CAA, the Confederates. No, that's the CSA. It's not the Confederate the States. Colonial. Oh, that's right. Yes, it's the Colonial. You guys, we're gonna play UNC Wilmington, getting points. Lawrence, once again, this isn't the last time that Bet the Farm is gonna be played. Maybe technically on the channel because we're switching channels. But the show is still going to be around. Yes, so. still be. It's Breaking Bad. It's 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 Better Call Saul. It's no longer on AMC. It's now moved to Netflix. That's us. Yeah. All right. So, bet the farm. UNC Wilmington plus the two and a half. UNC Wilmington, pretty pretty good track record against this squad, Scott. Against the Delaware Blue Hens, they won both regular season meetings and they won them as an underdog, just like they are a dog in this one. UNC Wilmington 19 and 10 against the number this year. Delaware just 14 and 18 ATS. As far as your Ken Palm stuff, get your fix. UNC ranks 197 in defensive efficiency. Delaware checking in at 219. Not a ton of difference, but you'd be surprised what uh, 20, 20 spot difference makes as far as defensive efficiency goes. And UNC Wilmington has been playing good basketball lately, especially against the number. They are 12-1 ATS in their last 13 games as an underdog. Guys, some of them we struggle with and some of them we don't. This one, we don't. We like UNC Wilmington right here, plus the 2.5 points. Scott, final thoughts? It's kind of on principle. They've made us so much money during actual conference play, we feel like we have to take them one last time in conference play. And it's a, you know? Yeah, well, it's a good play. It's been a solid play. They've got they've they beat Delaware twice this season. I see no reason to jump off the train now. All aboard UNC Wilmington plus the two and a half. That's going to do it for the farm. That's going to do it for the show. We appreciate you guys stopping by. Don't forget, find us tomorrow on Max Wagers Network. It's the new VSIN, Scott. That's what it is. And we're we're yeah. damn excited about it. Of course, check out the offer. Once again, we've got a great deal going on with our partners over there at BetMGM. You can check that in the show box. 
get all the details there. Basically, you're still getting the $1,000 risk-free first bet. Uh, whatever you bet, they will match it if you lose. And, of course, if you bet $10 on any NBA game, you receive 200 if anyone makes a three-pointer. So there you go. I believe we've covered all of our bases. Thanks very much for stopping by, guys. We appreciate your loyalty. We really want to see you guys all tomorrow. Just get over there at Max Wagers Network. Subscribe to our channel. You can catch us on um, you can catch us on Allie's show tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern, and you can catch us in our regular spot 3 p.m. Eastern as Scott and I will do our very best to help you wherever we are. We will help you to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you manana.